This is the Practical Teaching Tips Podcast. I am your host, Richard James Rogers, high school science and chemistry teacher and author of the award-winning book, The Quick Guide to Classroom Management. Well, hello, everybody. Richard James Rogers here from richardjamesrogers.com. And today I want to discuss how we should assess our students. Now, this seems like such a basic question, but it's actually quite an involved, um, quite an involved topic. And it's not um, it's not as obvious as, as some people might think. The answer is not as obvious as some people might think. But imagine that you were teaching a group of students and that group of students were to stay at your school right the way through to when they graduate, okay? There are three things you have to um, consider and think about. And those three things are the knowledge that the students will have to pick up along the way, the skills that the students will have to master along the way as they reach that graduation point, and finally, any milestones along the way. So it's knowledge, skills, and milestones. Knowledge, skills, and milestones. Now, when it comes to knowledge, this stuff is pretty much set out in your syllabuses, your specifications, your schemes of work. Textbooks are very good if you don't have schemes of work in place. Um, you can use those to build schemes of work, for example. Um, so the knowledge is, is pretty simple to figure out what the students need to know usually. And then, of course, it's, it's matching that knowledge with questions that um, obviously test that knowledge, but also are in a style that is similar to what the students will face when they do their exams um, in however many months or years time. So an example I can think of um, are, for example, if, if I'm teaching key stage three students, so those are students age 11 to 14, they're following the British curriculum. I know that there are two major milestones in those students' um, schooling, and that is, for me personally, their IGCSE exams and if they stay at school, their IB diploma exams at the end of their uh, of their seven years at school of high school. So I have to think about what kind of knowledge in my subject are the students required to pick up along the way over those seven years as they um, approach graduation from high school. And then I've got to think about how am I going to build that knowledge slowly and reach those milestones along the way. So how am I going to build that knowledge slowly in an appropriate pace and reach the IGCSE milestone and cover enough knowledge to reach the IB milestone along the way? And I think this kind of regression planning, as I call it, where you take the end point of high school graduation and work backwards, extrapolate backwards and figure out what exactly the students need to know in a step-by-step -step way along the way. I think that is a very important aspect of planning and it's not done in as much detail as it should be, I think, in many schools. Um, an example I can think of from my subject area, which is chemistry, is um, atomic structure. So at key stage three, 
students are learning about solids, liquids and gases. And then eventually I'm building them up to learn about the nucleus and electrons moving in shells around the nucleus. And then after that, they're learning about orbitals and electron spin. And they're learning about uh, energy levels in the atom. And then after that, they're learning about hybridization. So there's a, a ladder of knowledge along the way that the students are climbing. And then I, as the chemistry teacher, have to figure out what is the best way to um, scaffold that knowledge and build on top of previous topics and what are the appropriate timings as well that's really important because if you if you wait too long to reinforce a topic let's say the last time the students learned atomic structure was two years ago you know and, and then you're trying to build on that two years later that can cause a problem so timing is something we really have to think about and then how do you assess that knowledge because this video is all about assessing students how do we assess our students well ideally the questions the students complete in their end of unit tests their end of year exams um, their final exams um, exams you have along the way they should match as closely as possible the style and command terms in their final exams they're going to take on those milestones along the way so for my key stage three students of course they're doing assessments which use um, questions from the key stage three curriculum you know from from those those sats tests and um, that's already very much um, set up for those students but if you're working in a school or a country or a curriculum where you don't have question banks set up like that you might want to use textbooks or internet sources to get exam style questions which provide those um, that depth first of all of challenge that the students need and secondly the command terms the students are going to be um, utilizing in their final exams so those command terms are the words that start a question so things like compare evaluate describe state calculate these are command terms and as we are um, preparing our students for assessment along the way we really have to think about we really have to think about what command terms the students have to master at what stages along their educational journey and the command terms themselves have a hierarchy of um, of complexity and I'll link to some sources in this um, in, in this video and episode description so that you can um, you can see the different levels of complexity of those command terms so for example the command term state is a much easier command term for students to um, tackle than evaluate for example so it's it's building in those command terms giving the students exposure to questions which involve increasing levels of complexity of command terms along their educational journey and giving those students exposure to exam style questions along the way and scaffolding the, the knowledge the students need to know building upon previous knowledge in a sensible paced fashion now you might come across a few challenges along the way when you're doing this particularly when it comes to creating tests and assessments. Um, you might have students who are doing completely different types of assessment along their, their schooling journey. Um, 
You might have students doing IGCSEs, for example, when they're 16 years old, and then doing the IB diploma of your subject two years later. Now, those are two very different types of examination. Um, one has, first of all, a much higher level of cognitive load or complexity of knowledge that's needed to pass the exam, but also the style of questions are different. So you've got to make sure that you're preparing students for the milestones along the way. So as the students are approaching, uh, let's say, the IGCSE or GCSE or MYP exams, whatever it is, that you're using command terms and exam style questions in their classwork, in their homework, in their end of unit assessments that match as closely as possible what those students will face in their milestone exam, like the IGCSE, for example. And then once that's finished, it's then moving on to that next milestone and trying to ensure that there's a transition as well. So how do you transition, for example, from IGCSE to IB or GCSE to A-level? How do you make that transition? And it's often a case of looking at the command terms, looking at the style of questions, and initially trying to create some kind of hybrid tests and using hybrid language and slowly moving from one set of command terms to perhaps a broader range of command terms or a higher complexity of exam style questions as the as the new milestone exam approaches so that's that's very very important um, to get that in mind now so far though we've only really talked about knowledge and how the students can demonstrate mastery of knowledge what's even more difficult than assessing knowledge is assessing skills you might remember um, I mentioned at the beginning of this talk uh, knowledge skills and milestones knowledge skills and milestones that's what we need to be thinking about when we are planning an assessment roadmap for our students as they as they go through school so let's think about skills now what kind of skills do your students need to master along the way as they are learning your subject area or maybe if you're a primary teacher as you're teaching multiple subject areas what are the skills the students need to master along the way and again those skills are going to be required in different intensities depending upon which milestone exams the students are doing but it's not as easy as knowledge because you, you have to build skills, I would say, probably more, more cohesively and more slowly and even more paced than knowledge, I would say. Because when it comes to skills, you're talking about a broad, a broad range of um, multiple areas of the brain that have to work together. If you think about chemistry, for example, students have to first learn how to use a Bunsen burner, how to light a Bunsen burner. That's one of the first things students learn in year seven. And as they work through those seven years of high school, they're learning how to perform chemical reactions in test tubes. Later on, they're learning how to do complex separating techniques like distillation and then when they get to um, IB or A level uh, they're learning about titrations and electrochemistry and they're doing all kinds of complex experimental setups they may even come to a point where they have to design their own experiments now that was a chemistry example but in your subject area you'll have your own examples in design technology in electronics in English in geography whatever it might be 
there'll be um, a gradation of skills that the students have to um, master along the way. Now, the reason why this poses a particular challenge is because, unlike knowledge, you cannot just um, focus only on the skills needed for the milestone exams, I think, in my opinion. Um, I think the way it works with skills is you have to really look at that end goal, really look at that end point of finishing high school and assuming that all of your students are going to go right the way to the end, right the way to high school graduation. And you have to think, okay, by the time they reach that point, what skills do those students need to have mastered? Now, this is then going to filter down lower, lower in the curriculum. It's going to filter down into those lower year groups in school. And then you're going to have to slowly build those skills in a more, um, I guess, a more homogenous way than you do with, um, with knowledge. So, for example, let, let's illustrate this properly with an example. If you think about um, IGCSE science students, now, in many IGCSE curricula, the students don't have to do a practical exam, right? They don't have to do an exam where they, they have to do an experiment oftentimes. Sometimes they do, but oftentimes they don't. So now you've got a dilemma. Those students one day, if they do IB sciences, they're going to have to design their own experiments. But as you're preparing them for their IGCSE milestone exam, they don't have to um, do a lot of experiments. They just have to know the methods and draw the diagrams. So does that mean that you can ignore those skills and just focus on them when you, you've passed the IGCSE milestone and then start focusing on those, um, it, you know, those, those experimental skills? And I would say the answer is no, because by that time it's too late. You have to build skills early on. So you have to think about ways in which you can um, assess and utilize and um, create tasks that develop your students' skills they need for the very terminal exams when they're going to leave high school and how those tasks are going to benefit their milestone exam that's coming up. So for me personally, um, for my IGCSE chemistry exam, there's a lot of um, practicals the students have to describe in their exam paper. They have to describe the steps. They may have to label diagrams. So for me, it's pretty obvious. I'm going to make my students or give my students tasks where they do those experiments. They do the actual experiments that they're going to have to write about not do, but write about in the final exam for IGCSE chemistry, right? Now, why is that a good idea? Why is that slightly better than just giving the students exam-style questions on those experiments and just drilling them in how to write out a plan for an experiment? Why is it slightly better to do the drilling and do the experiment as well? Well, because by doing the experiments, using their hands and, and doing that problem solving, the students are developing skills which I know they're going to need for their milestone exams after that point, later on in school. So skills really need to be um, very properly planned and they need to be built up slowly and consistently throughout 
a child's journey through through school. Knowledge is a little bit different. Knowledge varies in intensity. It has to be built up slowly, of course, but there there needs to be a a different um, approach sometimes because as students approach those milestone exams, you have to increase the intensity of the assessment of that knowledge as they approach those those exams. For example, through past paper questions, through assessment tasks, through end of unit tests, uh, through um, assessed homeworks, through um, online tasks, through online quizzes, for example. So a different approach to knowledge and skills, yeah? Knowledge build up slowly, skills build up slowly, but skills are more homogenous. You've got to build them up slowly, gradually, along the whole time the students are learning at school, whereas knowledge, you, you still build it up slowly, but you do a lot more um, review and revision and um, intensity moments as you approach those milestone exams. Now, I did mention knowledge skills milestone exams, um, KSM if you want for short, I love my acronyms. Now, how do we deal with these milestone exams? I've kind of um, hinted at this already, but your students should never go into a final exam, a really important final exam, like an end of year exam, a high stakes exam, an external exam. Your students should never go into those exams without having seen some past papers before and having done practice questions. And it really, even to this day, in, in 2022 as I'm making this video, it still amazes me the number of students who um, come to me for private tutoring um, and, and approach me and they've never seen, never seen past papers and, and they have final exams coming up. I've seen that many times over uh, the past 16 years that I've been a teacher. And it's, um, it's really criminal actually that, that that's happening. Uh, it's so important that students are doing lots and lots and lots of past paper questions before they um, do their final exams. And on top of that, going through the mark schemes, the official mark schemes, the official answers, the model answers for those exam style questions and those past paper questions. Now, how do you do that? You can give those past paper questions as homework. Um, just make sure that you're encouraging students to do those questions under timed conditions. Make sure that you and your students know how many marks per minute the final exam is. So for example, for IGCSE Chemistry, uh, one of the exams is 110 marks in two hours. So when I'm designing my homework tasks, my classwork tasks, um, my end of unit tests, and making sure I'm sticking to that time frame, because students not only have to master the knowledge they need for the exam and master the skills they need for the exam, but they also need to master their um, their time management for the exam as well. And you can only do that if you are sticking to those strict time conditions as you as you go along. So that's very 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 important, um, and also. Things like live quiz apps can really help. You've got to be a bit careful, though. I've got a very popular blog post over at richardjamesrogers.com all about live quiz apps. So there's classics on there like iSpring and Kahoot and um, Bluekit and all, all our favourites that we enjoy. 
But if you're going to utilize live quiz apps for the purpose of exam preparation, you've got to make sure the quizzes you use have exam style questions in them and have the command terms that your students need to know in them. And often if you're just going to block it, for example, or Kahoot, and you're searching for a test that someone else has made, we've all been there, I do it often because it saves so much time, you'll often find that other teachers haven't put as much time into creating those live quizzes as perhaps you would need. You often might not find past paper questions in those live quizzes, so you might have to create them from scratch. But of course, when you do that, be very organised and keep them for the following year group and, and reuse those resources, of course. And that's really um, everything that comes to mind when it comes to um, designing an assessment programme for students or answering this question, how should we assess our students? So remember those three things, knowledge, skills, milestone exams knowledge skills milestone exams a quick review once again knowledge has to be built up slowly but there needs to be periods of revision review and high intensity past paper practice on the run-up to milestone exams like their key stage three their myp their ib their a level their gcse their sat their gmat bmat whatever exams it is you're preparing them for there needs to be an intense review, revision, past paper practice along the way. Skills are a little bit different. Skills have to be built up slowly and logically along the entire path of a child's schooling. And that might even involve sometimes you teaching and developing skills which are not required by the next milestone exam, but which will help the students later on in school so that it's not so much of a shock to the system for them uh, when they do finally reach that stage. A personal story I can um, think of that relates to this is when I, I started A-level chemistry or AS-level chemistry as it was called back then uh, when I was um, 17 years old and I just remember going into a lesson and my teacher wanted everyone to do an experiment and the instructions weren't very clear, first of all, on how to do the experiment. Uh, he kind of just gave us a quick talk and then just let us get on with it. And I always remember being really confused. How on earth do I do this? And I tried to, um, I forget exactly what it was, but I think I tried to bring a kettle of hot water to my desk to, to fill a test tube or something. And I just remember the teacher shouting at me shouting at me saying um uh why are you doing that you know something like that and it was it was really embarrassing um and then there was a, another lesson where i tried to heat up a beaker with a bunsen burner and didn't put a wire gauze underneath and and uh i i cracked the beaker and the teacher shouted at me and literally said are you thick are you thick richard is what she said i'll never forget that now why do i bring this up um okay I take responsibility for that. I'm an accountable person. I should have known better. But the question is, why should I have known better? And it's not fully my fault, actually, when I look back. Uh, back in my school, I wasn't um, taught the skills I needed to do those advanced practicals in a slow paced, logical way throughout school. I stayed at the same school 
for seven years of, of, of high school and we should have been doing experiments along the way from year seven right the way up to year 12 and 13. We should have been doing an increasing, increasingly complex system of experiments along the way to train me for that stage when I get to year 12. So I don't heat up a beaker and it cracks when I use a Bunsen burner, or I don't try and bring a kettle of hot water to my desk. I didn't know what I was doing. We did hardly any experiments leading up to um, year 12 and 13. Now, granted, that's going back over 20 years. Things have changed a lot now. You know, schools are a lot better at this, but it's still worth um, reiterating the point that it's very important with skills that you focus almost exclusively on the end goal. Where are those students going to be when they leave high school? And how are you going to build them up? And, you know, you might not be a high school teacher. Maybe you're a university lecturer listening to this. Maybe you teach at an FE college. But you've got to think about what skills do the students need to master by the time they leave this institution, right? And how am I going to be a part of their journey to take them there, right? And that involves coordination. It involves coordination with other teachers. It involves setting up a system. And then, of course, finally, knowledge, skills, milestone exams. What milestone exams do the students need to take along the way? Which command terms do the students need to know for those milestone exams along the way? And how are you going to embed those? Of course, you're going to embed them through homework, classwork, end of unit tests, assessment tasks in class, um, your, your lectures, your teaching tasks, your live quiz apps, the games that you play in class should include those command terms. And also it's, it's thinking about your review and revision tasks along the way to prepare those students for their milestone exams. So if you've listened to the entirety of this um, of this talk right the way up to uh, the final five minutes of what is going to be almost a 30 minute talk. I thank you very much for your investment in time. And I do hope this has been a really, really helpful, really useful um, talk about how to assess our students and how to create an assessment roadmap for our students as well. So if you're interested in a blog for teachers, a blog for, um, for all teachers really, but with a, a main focus on high school teachers, then check out my blog, which is at richardjamesrogers.com. Once again, that's richardjamesrogers.com. The link is in the description. And on there, you will find hundreds and hundreds of blog posts, which cover such a wide range of um, things to do with teaching classroom management, behavior management, assessment, feedback, all kinds of stuff on there. So check that out. And if you're looking for an award-winning, best-selling, cheap book for teachers, which um, covers everything you need to know about classroom management, then check out my book, The Quick Guide to Classroom Management, 45 Secrets That All High School Teachers Need to Know. And the link to that, again, is in this um, this description, the description to this talk. Thank you so much, everybody. Until next time, bye-bye for now.